Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. tough week man it's been mm-hmm. a tough week with all of the news how are you doing i'm okay i was pneumatic as you know i had I know. pneumonia you were pneumatic <laughs> yeah. by the way anytime i, I told anybody i had pneumonia mm-hmm. they gasped as if i was near death i was like yeah i have pneumonia it actually well it can kill you overnight and it can do it pretty fast and young people like you oftentimes ignore the symptoms because you think you're going to come through it. I I have a tragic story of a friend's brother who died of pneumonia. He was he just had a fever overnight and all of a sudden he had pneumonia and he died within hours. Well, okay, so I didn't have a fever. Yeah. So what happened with me is like, God, now I've been on antibiotics for like four weeks. But basically... Are you on like couple- Z-pack? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I got... I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I had an itch in my throat and I'm hypersensitive to everything with COVID, right? Yeah. Because... My husband works in a hospital. So I was like, I don't know what that guy brought home. <laughs> so I went I went to our urgent care and our urgent care is actually has rapid testing. Yeah. You just have to spend like four hours waiting to get tested, but they make you wait in the car. The COVID when you're waiting four hours. But they make you wait in your car. So I feel better about it. Like I didn't care. I was just like listening to watch what crappens and like Yeah. They tested me and I've been negative. I've been now tested for COVID like a million times. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't COVID obviously and I had strep throat. Mm -hmm. So I got put on antibiotics for strep throat. And this was like a week before Halloween. Mm -hmm. On Halloween I spent like way too much time outside passing out candy in a totally socially distant safe way we had a candy shoot it was great oh wow. but i was out yeah i was outside for like six hours in the cold <laughs> and it was in the morning because it was saturday yeah. so everybody was out with their kids in the morning and i think that must not have helped because then i was on antibiotics for the strep throat for 10 days and then like uh, about two days after the antibiotics finished i like one day i looked at my husband and i was like i think i'm going to faint something is wrong with me. We need to go to urgent care like right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. At that point I was like, mm, surefire. Some little fucker gave me COVID on Halloween. Yeah. Right. I go to the urgent care and they're like, nope, still no COVID. So I was like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? And they were like, your lungs are squeaking and you have pneumonia. <gasps> I was like, What? So they were like, yeah, the reason why you felt like you were fainting is because you're not breathing correctly because your lungs are inflamed. I was like, okay. And then they did an x-ray and they were like, it's just walking pneumonia. Here's a Z-pack and an inhaler. Yeah. So the good thing is that the the Z-pack definitely worked. My chest is no longer squeaking. So that's great. Also shocking that I could not hear the sound of my own squeaking chest. And that probably has to do with me having two children that are like constantly screaming. So I can't even hear my own body deteriorating because my toddlers are so loud. (laughs) But that's one of the scariest of all. You know how people you have a disease and they have the nickname. 
I think walking mm-hmm. pneumonia is probably one of the scariest for me. I'm like, yo, walking. it's so rude. Yo, yeah, it is. <laughs> it sounds like it's gonna. You're like, it's walking, and then you're it's just walking. gonna walk to your death. Yeah, it's like a zombie. It's like walking. It's coming for you. It's right there. It's walking by you. It's right there. Like, and also the it's weirdest like names ever but yeah it's yeah scary. and also it's like so rude of of like pneumonia to even be barking up our tree right now like don't we fucking have enough to handle right, right. why so are you had, here pneumonia so we had diwali right oh the last oh yeah happy so. diwali arti thank you thank you thank you was okay was okay i had my brother-in-law and his family he had his wife and his kid who had been quarantining for about 15 days before they came over from Pennsylvania and we spent the time so it was nice in the way because we had family over but it wasn't the usual Diwali that we do mm-hmm. because oh you know we had our fireworks and food and all of that and we did the fireworks in the driveway and so my kid enjoyed it she totally enjoyed it because our neighbors a couple of neighbors who are also Indian they came to their driving and they were doing it in the air driving we could see each other but then i was driving around and i see this big diwali sign like lit up and tense and there's like about 20 cars waiting to go in there so there was some kind of mela there was some kind of function that some local republican indian republicans organized oh god It was the most annoying thing. Like, oh my God. And you know, half of these people are doctors too, right? They're all mm-hmm. rich doctors. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, why? Why would you want to do that when the state and everybody else gone back to, you know, mm-hmm. mask on? No more than 10 people. Our offices and everything has been closed again. Our kids were already in virtual um, school, but... They were doing some activities outside. Like my daughter would Mm -hmm. go and swim because it's swimming. She was getting into her lane and back out. And so she could train, but they closed all of that down now. And here you are having a Diwali party and they're wearing masks Mm -hmm. and taking temperatures, but it doesn't matter. It's so many people and you know, there's drinks and everything and those masks come off. Like, why would you even, why couldn't you just have a subdued Diwali today, this year? Yep. Like one year, can you not take a break? And, you know, the same thing goes for Thanksgiving and, you know, Thanksgiving, everyone is planning to travel and it's causing me anxiety. I feel like things have gotten so bad. I was just looking at the South Dakota information. It's like the worst case in the world right now. Yeah, it's insane, right? It's ins- yeah, it's insane. And they were talking, the doctors are like, oh, the farmers, they don't trust. Uh, you know, we have, to, we, we have to talk to them and we have to tell them to isolate themselves. And, and they're all so far away and there's not enough medical facilities there. And it's just, I felt so bad. I was like, why? Why couldn't you just wear the damn mask? and sit at home for a couple of months while everything got under control and the vaccines came out. I know. Uh, Earlier in the week, I was not in a good place. I was just very down and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not in a... It's just giving me... It's going back. It feels back like March. It feels like Mm -hmm. how I felt in March. Do you feel that? Mm -hmm. It actually feels worse to me than it did in March. Really? I'm like emotionally, like mentally speaking, I think I'm in a worse place than I was in March because in March it still felt like this is really sad and it's really scary, but we're doing this for the good of the people, right? Yeah. At this point, especially like so in New Jersey, we're doing the same thing. 
no more than 10 people in the house. They're really telling people not to get together for Thanksgiving. Just now I found out my son's daycare is closed. Like, so there's all these things that are now happening in New Jersey. And it's frustrating because for people like me and you that have been doing the thing that they've been asking us to do, it's a mixture of two types of frustration. The one frustration is when I was doing all the things that I was supposed to be doing and I saw people out fucking gallivanting the earth without masks on, it felt like I was being gaslit, right? Like it was like, am I the crazy person? And then the other thing I get frustrated with is like, I already did this and this didn't get better. And now it's kind of like, what the fuck else do you want me to do? Yeah. And and the thing is, I know that that's like me having a private experience because it's not it's not me. I am doing the thing that I need to do. Right. So that part of it is really frustrating. And then in New Jersey, right? Like we're shutting all this stuff down rightfully. But like I have family in Texas and those fuckers just don't give a shit. Right. Like I think Texas has like a million cases yeah and it's, it's skyrocketing they, now el paso is in a bad shape oh my god i saw that oh it, it it's so horrible they're like they converted a parking deck with and they put beds into each of the parking spaces mm-hmm. can you imagine that i can't oh. it's just so that part of it was really hard it's really sad for me because thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of all the holidays that i celebrate including the muslim holidays mm-hmm. it's my absolute favorite thing in the world it is my absolute favorite thing that i came into in america yeah. and it breaks my heart because because the numbers are going up because my husband takes public transportation to the city for work because he works in a hospital. Me and my family just decided that it's not worth it to do Thanksgiving together this year. Family being my parents. Yeah. So my parents live, you know, away. Not away. They live like 40 minutes away from me. And my, it was just going to be like my siblings, my parents, my husband's parents. Yeah. That's it. Right. And even that we just decided not to do anymore. And I'm really sad about it because my dad's not well. Oh. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll have other Thanksgivings. Yeah. So that part of it makes me sad. But then I also think to myself, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen regardless of, of whatever. Right. But I don't want it to be because my dumbass brought COVID into my parents' house where my dad has dementia. Like, Can your husband work from home for 15 days, like quarantine or no? Well, it's too late now. Yeah. That's true. true. He and he can't. Unfortunately, he can't just because like the nature of his job. And now because they're gearing up for a surge. Yeah. He's the guy that's responsible for making sure the hospital is equipped with everything. So. Yeah. So because of that. But it's fine. I decided I'm going to be I'm going to be making some meals on wheels. Yeah. I'm going to be dropping them off. Everybody's going to get on a Zoom Mm -hmm. and we're going to eat our brisket and our turkey and our sides together. So do you do you make traditional American Thanksgiving food or do you make like mix it up with some Pakistani stuff? I always do traditional Thanksgiving food. So growing up, we always had traditional Thanksgiving, which is what I loved. Mm-hmm. My aunt always did traditional Thanksgiving and she was really good at cooking that. Yeah. So that's what we did. Now, because of my in-laws, because they're from Queens <laughs> and, you know, that's- they got to hold on to the culture. That's a whole other kind of daisies. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> My husband always says, he's like, people come from India and Pakistan and they get to JFK airport and then they're like, we're just going to stay here. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to stay in Queens. They're like right outside the airport and they like just put up a chai shop and just. (laughs) You're like, what? I can get samosas and chai here? I'm going to stay. Hey, you have have flour, you have uh, potatoes. Okay, I can make a samosa right here. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> you want it mild or spicy? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, so they want the masala and stuff. So mm-hmm. what happens now is my mother-in-law usually makes one or two dishes. It's so funny. The parents are like, oh, yeah, this American stuff, this is the appetizer yeah. and the real food. They always are like, oh, there's a the real food. Meanwhile, like me, my sister-in-law, who had been slaving away for like two days, <laughs> preparing like... 25 dishes and a whole ass fucking turkey and a brisket we were like what is this then like <laughs> thanks a lot but so for but anyway so it's for fine us we are vegetarian back, mm-hmm. back home and here i make all the sides the thanksgiving mm-hmm. sides except for the turkey because i had a sister-in-law she's american and she just to accommodate us vegetarians in the family she once or twice she made this tofurkey tofurkey yeah whatever it tastes like 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 leather like shoe I'm, yeah it, no just yeah. because i'm vegetarian doesn't mean i need to have a turkey yeah and she made it she got it from a place where they made it like they shaped it like a turkey oh and then my brother-in-law got up and he carved it and i'm like it's Gross. tofu <laughs> i need to carve it and I'm like, it tastes horrible. It tastes horrible. We don't need it. You can go through no. the motions of it and then we can throw it in the tra- trash because we don't <laughs> need it. Just because we are vegetarian doesn't mean we eat tofu for everything. We don't need the meat. So, yeah. Have, have you heard of vegetables? Yeah, you have the meat. <laughs> we can have all the sides. We can have the mashed potatoes. We can have. Yeah, and actually, food. that's the best part. Yeah. That we is can the have best part all of the sides. And you, guess what? I can fill up on bread rolls and butter. So don't mm, worry about it. It's, girl. Oh. I can I well, can fill up. So I'm okay. I'm fine. You don't have to make a tofurkey for me. Okay? Mm-hmm. All people who are cooking for vegetarians, ask them if they want a tofurkey. Do not please make tofu for a vegetarian just because they are vegetarian. You can yeah, make it's gross. anything and everything. Make a quinoa salad and they'll be happier mm. than eating a tofurkey. Oh my god. I love a quinoa salad. I know. It's it's the tofurkey is disgusting. It's unnatural. Tofu is gross. Tofu like that and uh it's it's uh, uh, it was horrible. And then the, she would make it every year and people would be like, we were so, she would get so offended if we didn't eat it. So we started avoiding their house. For- oh my God. Every year. Oh my God. She would make it every year. She loved it. She would eat it. And I was like, oh no. That's, that's like considered assault in yes. my book. Being like accosted into eating some garbage like that. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. So we would like avoid it or we would like, Fill our plates with all the sides and, you know, take a tiny, tiny piece of tofurkey, which never got eaten. <laughs> oh, gross. It was just like, yeah, oh, we don't need this. It, it was one of the most, it always was the un- most uncomfortable thing to do on Thanksgiving to do that. But then they moved up, uh, moved away and now we just do our own thing here. And it's, it's so much better because we just eat. I just make a whole bunch of sides. Yeah. And then, you know we get to enjoy the same thing except for the turkey and that's fine what's your favorite side oh the uh, the bean casserole oh the with the crunchy onions yes with the crispy crunchy mm. onions on top oh <laughs> that's the only kind that's the only way beans should be made not the indian way <laughs> mm. It's yummy. That's well, I agree to disagree. I do love them. Yeah. But I do love an Indian 
bean dish. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good selection. That's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. yeah, I like that, and I like the cranberry sauce, and of course mm. mashed potatoes. Everything, everything, man, all of that is so good. Yeah, I so I told my mom like the things that I'm gonna make and like drop off at her place, mm -hmm. and she was like, "I don't see cranberry sauce in that list." I was like, "Bitch, make it yourself." <laughs> Get a she can. was like, no, get a can of cranberry sauce. Yeah. I was like, I will throw a can of cranberry a, sauce at your head. And then draw a thumbs up emoji on it and leave it back. <laughs> I should have sent my mom a thumbs up emoji when she said, where's the cranberry sauce? Yes. Girl. <laughs> Here's this. Here's Shove this cranberry up your butt. sauce. <laughs> yeah. I love my mom, disclaimer, but I can say those things to her. Yeah. If she, I should, I think I basically did send her like the middle finger <laughs> in a text when she asked me where the cranberry sauce is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I know that Thanksgiving is going to be tough for a lot of people. I know that the numbers going up are insane. And I think what I really wanted to make sure whoever's listening feels is that like, you're not alone in feeling like this is absolutely insane and crazy and like disheartening, but just like, no, you're not alone in feeling that way. Yeah. A lot of us people that have been doing the right thing feel this way. I so. think everybody, like, I think you said it, you did, you posted, you were saying that, you know, uh, everybody thought that November 3rd would come and yes. that would sort of relieve us. And then, things would change dramatically and it hasn't. Mm -hmm. It's not going mm -hmm. to because even once Biden gets sworn in already, he's behind on his planning because of the buffoon not yes. letting him and then uh, not letting him, um, you know, plan it and with the resources that he should have, you know, even with the uh, with the vaccines being pretty successful so far, there's still a lot more hurdles for the vaccines to cross. And then once it's made, it has to be manufactured and then it has to be given to the frontline workers first. Even if it gets approved in early January, it'll be at least summer before you can walk into your doctor's office and get a vaccine. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's going to be tough. And I think we just thought that November 3rd would come and we would feel a sense of relief. And it just feels anticlimactic right now. Mm -hmm. Plus winter, yeah. man. I don't like the fact that there's no sun. I don't mm -hmm. like the fact that it's dark at 435. Mm -hmm. Hate it. Hate it. I want my sun mm -hmm. back. It's so worse. Yeah. I do not leave my house until the weekend most of the time. Me too. Because I most of the time like was able to look outside of a window and like see the sun after I was done with work and that was usually around five. So it's like really sad where like everything is done. He's done with school. I'm like wrapping up emails and it's 530 and you're like oh fuck it's nighttime like yeah. you just you feel like you're in like a constant just it's just so sad yeah, you feel, I feel and like I wake up I do the same things and mm -hmm. then I and before I know it it's dark again and I haven't stepped out I haven't lived I feel like I'm in a rut and it's like and it's just the beginning of winter so yeah and I think going through December January February I'm just dreading I know it. And it sucks because it's like, I have depression. I deal with depression Same and here. anxiety. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when you already have these like things that you have to work through with your mental health on the regular, when you add on like election stress, and I'm sure, Arthi, you're like this. 
because you and I are so much alike in this way, but I know for a lot of parents, we were kind of like, well, we have no choice, so we have to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Okay, well, the schools are closed in spring. It's fine. We'll make it work. Okay, the summer. All right, let's go to the beach. Let's figure out a way to make the beach fun and distant. And, you know, like all these things, like I just kept doing stuff. And yeah, I was thinking that like November 3rd would give me some sense of relief. And I think putting my expectation on it, like really burst my bubble because even though, yeah, whatever, like obviously Biden won, but like, it's like you said, the virus doesn't give a shit who's president. Yeah. Also Biden All won care- in like slow motion. He didn't win on <laughs> yeah. November 3rd. I didn't I, get, we didn't get yeah. the high that we would have gotten if he had won on November 3rd. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want Trump to eat shit. Yeah. I want him to eat a bag of shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and then maybe I'll feel better. 45% of white women voted for it, that motherfucker. I'm like, the thing is, like, when I see like these percentages, right, of like people that voted for Trump or whatever, it is really heartbreaking. But a lot of times I think to myself, and maybe this is just the way I pacify myself, is I say to myself, like, there are people who gener- generally do not understand the way that our government works. Yeah. A lot of those people just vote Republican because that's just what you do. And for a lot of people who vote Republican, they also believe in smaller government. So for them, the presidency doesn't mean as much to them as it does to us, especially to immigrants. Yeah. I think for immigrants, the presidency means a lot. I think the country means a lot more to immigrants than it does to people who maybe have been here for, you know, generations. Yeah. So I think for those people like you know when i hear people say like oh we have to figure out why like you know why middle america doesn't vote for democrats like oh democrats need to get the vote of middle america it's like no democrats don't need to get the vote for middle america democrats are doing just fine with people of color yeah we don't need to figure out what's going on with middle america if middle america wants to vote republican because that is what suits them well you know what god bless they should be able to do that i'm not here to try to figure out like why the Forty-five percent of white women ended up voting for Trump because those women are idiots, <laughs> and like I don't need to figure out figure it out for them. But it's not just that they're; it's just don't think that it means as much to them as it does. To it us. doesn't, right? and you know, Trump, you know, as his parting gift, he's doing a whole bunch of things. He's breaking a lot of furniture and doing all kinds of stuff, you know, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He's um, he just made the immigration. You know, we had to take when we naturalized as citizens, we had to take the test and answer a whole bunch of questions. And he mm-hmm. just made it that you have to get a higher percentage of questions correct before you get your citizenship and just making it harder. I'm like, bring it on, bitch. You want 100%? We'll do 100%. Because you know yeah. what? Yeah, have you ever Naturally, met Indians? It's a, it's a book and you study it. And you know what immigrants can do? <laughs> we can study and vomit out shit like nobody yeah. else, okay? So yeah. bring it on. We can do that. Guess who doesn't know the, who the third president of the United States was? Everybody that Jay Leno interviewed on the streets, okay? Yes. No, but yes. Americans are the ones who don't know their history. Immigrants know your history. That's why we chose to come here because we know what we are getting and that's why we are here. You know what? Why don't you test Americans and find out how much they know about their own history and you you know yeah. that they don't. I'd love for Trump to make people rule that like you can't vote unless you can get these questions right. Right? Like I would love that because yeah. you know what? Nobody who voted for Trump would actually be exactly. able to vote. Like, yeah. <sighs> But the point of all this was to say that Arthi and I have had feelings lately. Yeah, we've been feeling blue and we need to cheer up. 
We need to yeah. feel blue, but cheer up. A different kind of blue. Yeah. <laughs> feel your feelings. This morning, like, I realized, I decided, I said, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to record my episode with Arthi, and then I'm going to take a nice long bath. I'm going to watch The Crown, and I'm probably going to cry. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, find your stuff. If listening to us makes you feel better, that would be, that's like the greatest compliment of all. At least Bravo it, is doing its bit with Potomac and Salt Lake City. Ugh, uh, they really are. Earlier you mentioned about you would be happy eating just butter and bread. And I immediately thought about that butter spread that they got <gasps> in Portugal. That was so good. Okay. All right. So let's let's dive right in. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Portugal. Uh, Portugal. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Portugal. Portugal. Or as Karen yeah. says, Portland. Real Housewives of Portland. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so the ladies are in Karen. Portugal and they're doing you. all kinds of fun stuff. God, I love them. They're riding toboggans. They're going to markets. They're drinking juices. Karen's pretending like she's having an allergic reaction to juice. It's really weird. <laughs> Karen You're discovering fruit. Discovering <laughs> fruit. They're all oh. discovering fruit. It's so funny. I'm Giselle, like, you guys never. <laughs> so that was hilarious. Uh, it was great. It was a. I would love to go on that. It was like a straw wicker basket kind of thing, and then they, mm-hmm. these guys just pull you down or run with you down. Feel. I loved it. I love any anything like that. Yeah. I was. Everybody was like, "Oh my god!" I'm literally like Candace was like, "I'm literally dying." Like, no, you're not literally dying. First of all, that's not how literally works, Candace. <laughs> okay. But um, no, it was great. So then, you know, there it's I just I could watch them just do things. I just really first of all, they're so beautiful. And then just like watching them do things, even like Giselle tells Karen not to spill the beans about. Oh, that was so hilarious. She takes her into like, I want to show you some peppers. Come here. I want to show you some peppers. (laughs) And they were the best peppers. She's like, oh, they're vibrant. And, you know, Karen is fully aware what Giselle is going to say. And she's like, are you um, are you trying to block me? Are you trying to block? (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny. And then they have a conversation and then Karen does this cute little like she sashays away. She does this little like shakes her little butt and walks away. I was like, Karen, you're so cute. (laughs) The ladies go to dinner. Where the main fight, obviously, this episode is between Ashley and Candace. But before we get to that, we have Karen start to open up about her marriage. So Karen talks about her personal growth and opening. She starts open up to the women. And she talks about how she and Ray had a major life breakthrough and a life coach. And I was like, I'm sorry, Karen, but I got to call bullshit on you, girlfriend. I love you. I love you, Karen Huger, but... That was phony as fuck because she was like, oh, I went, Ray and I went to a life coach and it was set, it was a major breakthrough. It's like, no, Ray did, first of all, he got dragged there on camera because he fucked up earlier by saying that he wasn't sure if he loved you anymore. Right. You fed him lines and he repeated them almost sarcastically, like- you did not have a life breakthrough, Karen. So, like, I do get when, like, Giselle and Robin complain. I mean, Giselle doesn't have any right to complain about this, but I do get when Robin complains about, like, Karen not really being real with them. 
because Karen does put up like a front. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like early seasons Luann, like how she used to really yeah. like love being called the countess yeah. and how important it was yeah. and she protected her marriage and all this stuff, right? It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. But you know what, guys? I love Luann. Yeah. No, so and so, I love Karen. So what um what I feel Karen has been doing all season long is that she's been trying to drum up this storyline of her and Ray not you know, doing well and how they are coming together. And she wants to, she wants to direct it and she wants to control mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and yes. Ray's actually in some sense, he's letting her do that. He's giving her what she wanted, which was the first, she was not indifferent. And then he apologized and, you know, put her on a pedestal again. And so she's getting that. And she keeps, did you notice that this entire episode, she kept bringing up Ray and her relationship at the oddest yes. places. Like she kept inserting yes. it in the oddest place. Yes. Every time there was a lull in the conversation, she was like, oh, and me and Ray, you know, like, oh, wait, <laughs> but why? Why are we talking about you and Ray again? Because, because she has a formidable... And no one seemed to be interested in it. They're talking no, about no it. No, no one cared. No one cares. And it's really they're weird. Like, they're then... sympathetic to it. But it's like listening to your auntie talk about it. They're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Oh, by the way, what about you, Ashley? And what about you, yeah. Candace? And what about Monique? Yeah. They're, all they want to talk about is Candace, Ashley, and Monique. And they don't want to talk about uh, Karen. And Karen is like kind of feeling a little left out. And so mm-hmm. she's trying to bring up Ray conversation to focus. Karen keeps keeps trying to refocus her storyline to Ray and she's not getting any bites. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to take it. And then we also find out later on that while Giselle and Robin appreciated it, they just can't imagine Karen and Ray having sex and that. Karen once that was said that so she mean. She, that was she so does mean. not like Ray's okay. dick. <laughs> I first of all, hey, by the way, let's <laughs> let's stop right there for a second and say this is the episode that introduced the brand new housewife Robin Dixon to this franchise. Because where was this Robin? She took five years to get to the real housewife. I know, <laughs> I know. She, she finally got up. shady. She showed up to this one. <clears throat> she was ready. She kept the conversation going. She kept the tempo up. She pretended to create an issue with Karen. She could almost barely stop laughing when she was doing that. She was there throughout. So it's as if like she went on vacation and like she didn't have to think about her kids and her husband, ex-husband. Yeah, it was like, oh, the season's ending and I haven't done anything. Oh, I thought (laughs) um, Juan was going to propose, but I guess he's not. So maybe I should do something to keep my job. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was almost like Giselle trained her and like say, say this and then do this and then do this. Robin was like, okay, I gotta do this now. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. But yeah, Robin says that Karen hates Ray's dick and that she also... She's like, but then that's we also what she said. Cut I, away. I never forgot it. I'm like, Robin, no one would forget that. <laughs> yeah. And then Karen, we also get the fact that like Giselle believes that Karen's not drinking at this on this vacation because Karen... <laughs> when she gets drunk really opens up and says a lot of stuff and she we get a clip of Karen in Monique's basement in the lake house being like blasted drunk and she tells the women that she she says she has a nice tan clitoris I was like oh (laughs) Karen She's got a beautiful tan clitoris. <laughs> I have a nice tan clitoris and I don't like my husband's dick. <laughs> 
I loved it. I want Karen to be more drunk. Like, it is a lot like Luann in that way of like when Luann would get drunk, you would get like real Luann. Yeah, she was on an Instagram live with Monique just yesterday or something talking about like a blogger mm-hmm. that died. Um, Karen was completely shit faced in that. She was like completely <sighs> out of it. She's like, mm. it was like the whole thing was Karen with her mm face, with her lips pouting. And it was like she, her eyes could barely keep open. <laughs> it was oh hilarious. God. And Monique was so animated and talking about stuff. She was like, I'm going, I'm talking about this. And Karen was like, hmm. <laughs> it was so Oh my hilarious. gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, but then, yeah, the main fight is that Candace and Ashley have it out. I mean, it's so funny. So Candace says that she is thinking about maybe being ready to have a kid, which okay. I'm like, Candace, shut the fuck up. So so Candace starts that off by saying that the <laughs> fight with Monique really broke her. And now having survived that, she wants to have a baby. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. The fight with Monique might have broken you or gotten you broke. But now you see there might be some financial compensation coming your way so you can afford a kid i think that's what it is like oh it's possible yeah that's a good (laughs) yes so she says yeah she's ready to have a kid and then ashley has like a very visceral reaction to this like ashley's like candace like you know you judged me during my motherhood journey so like now do you feel like you can't like ask for my support and candace is like i'm not asking for your support like i don't we don't need to be friends about this you don't need to like hold my hand in this motherhood journey i was wrong for saying the things that i said to you but Ashley's just really mad. It's so ridiculous because Ashley is definitely picking a fight out of spite. But I also think that she's getting mad at Candace before Candace can oh, get mad for at sure. her about what she did for yeah, Monique. Yeah, this was like know? just it's- this was just justifying, pre-justifying what she was gonna do. She was gonna tell Candace she's done. So she was yeah. like, "This is why I did it." Yeah, it's it's guilt coming through. For sure. It's so transparent. And then Robin and Giselle really just nail it. They're really great mediators for messiness. Yeah. Robin, you know, acts like she's a spectator, right? She's the audience. She's like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what's happening. Robin at the dinner, that's when she's so funny because she's like, you know, Robin and Giselle bring up the fact that like, Ashley, do you remember what you were like before you had a kid? You weren't that innocent. You were also really messy. Yeah. And Ashley's like, yeah, I was messy, but like, I'm not on the internet dragging people. And then Robin (laughs) goes, yeah, but Candace would do that to everybody. That's just a character flaw. That was like the best line ever. I was like, damn, Robin showed up to work today. <laughs> it was like her commute was very short from the hotel room down to the Yeah, bay. Again, the, the commute really matters for Robin. She showed up to work. But it, that was like the best assessment of Candace, right? But yeah. having said that, the same could be applied for Karen. That is just a character flaw of Karen that she will not share everything. She wants to always show up as everything is good and nothing yeah but then don't be on the show yeah that's true that's true but that's like i said it's it's a character flaw you can keep going after it and it's funny yeah i love it she goes after it but she's never going to be fully transparent ever yeah the other main thing that happened here obviously is that ashley tells robin and giselle that she wrote a statement for monique because when michael was going through the butt grab situation the samuels were michael's character witness both giselle and robin bring up a really great point which is you're not writing a statement as a character witness for monique you wrote a statement as a character witness against candace right there's 
a massive difference in that. And I really appreciated that they called her out on it right away. Right. And Ashley was like, well, if Candace wants to perceive it that way, that's not on me. Uh, no, ma'am, it is on you. Yeah, Ashley got flustered in that, thing. in that scene. Ashley got flustered. She got called out and she got flustered there. Mm-hmm. But I think Ashley is like, she also did not bring Monique on this trip. So I feel like Ashley is doing it out of fear of something getting released. Oh, yeah. It's, she's not doing it because she likes Monique and hates Candace. It's almost like Monique is blackmailing her and she's telling oh, her. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. She's, uh, she's like, uh, I'm holding on to this video and it's going to be a doozy unless you, you know, support me. Yes, because guess what? If Michael Darby goes to jail for being basically a predator, yeah, I don't think that uh, Ashley Darby and baby Dean and new baby on the way, who, by the way, we found out she's having a boy. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't think those people like I don't think Ashley Darby and Dean and, the, you know, the baby get any money. And I don't I don't think Michael has a lot of money left anymore. I don't think like I think that Ashley is helping him build that money back and then she's going to leave him and then she's going to get that money. So I I always think that Michael doesn't have any money because why would he subject himself to all of this and come and film Mm -hmm. every year after year if he had the money and he could just say, screw it, I don't want to film anymore. Well, in the words of Karen Huger, he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, that's true. He is a great episode, though. Yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah, they look like they're just having a really good time together i love housewives yeah and then um there was a scene with robin and giselle which was so fabricated which robin brings her laptop and she shows the pictures for embellished and she's like um i don't like the karen pictures and i'm thinking you know what karen's picture was the only one where she's looking down it's not even you don't even see karen's face it's the hat and she's actually showcasing the merchandise the side profile picture of karen with the hat on is exquisite she just wanted to start something she wanted to start a fight with karen and she wanted to say oh didn't quite match you know my hat my hats have a young vibe and this didn't happen why would you ask mm. an elderly person to model it if you <laughs> you wanted young? Yeah, and guess what? If you're on the website, to, yeah, she and by the way, have any of them? It's only that model that that looked like Katie. She's the only one, and Robin that's on the website right now. And it's like, by the way, you're selling this merch not based on age, but your castmates that are on a nationally broadcast show on primetime television, ma'am. It's not like, oh, it's the vibe. Get the fuck out of here, Robin. It's not a vibe. It's that you're a housewife on Bravo and now you're selling your shit and people want to see your castmates. And one of them happens to be like a fan favorite, yeah. which is Karen Huger. So calm down. But yeah, I loved it. I, it, I had to really think hard about it, this episode because I got so wrapped up in Salt Lake City today that I like had to I really know, rack my brain to but figure out what happened. Where, where Robin did come through pretty strong in this episode. And I was like, oh my God, Robin, stay in Portugal because you are good there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you finally are acting like a yeah. housewife there after five years. I have to say the other thing I love about Potomac is that they love to eat. They do. Like they're always eating. They had a lot really of scenes one after another that was just meals. Did you know? It was like mm-hmm. three or four meals that they had mm-hmm. during this. I feel like Atlanta eats, Potomac eats. New York yeah, they- used to eat. Because Bethany yeah. used to order for them. But now they, like last season, they didn't eat. And that's why they were always so drunk. Yeah. But uh, Salt Lake City. First of all, this was amazing. This this show is so, I mean, there's so much. I feel, I feel like I'm going to get disappointed 
halfway through because they have thrown so much at us mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. so yeah. much has come to us they have checked so many boxes of reality tv tropes mm-hmm. that i feel like where can they go next how can this get any better it's going to crash and burn that's now i have i'm having anxiety about that <laughs> well, yeah so i i they obviously the new episode was yesterday but they also released the third episode today on Bravo TV, which I ended up watching. And I was really uh, nervous watching don't spoil it. it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to talk about it at all. We'll talk about it next week. I watched episode two and watched episode three. Still really good. I was really nervous because the premiere was so good. And yeah. two and three are still very good. I think it's because oh, each one actually brings a lot. And in, like the first episode, I didn't really care for Meredith and I did not care for Elisa and I was very bored with Whitney even though she had this like you know vow renewal with a stripper pole but yeah. this episode and the next one everybody's great everybody is delivering yeah. everybody. so yeah. on this episode we're opening back up at Jen Shaw's party for Meredith but really it's for Jen Shaw yeah and Jen is going bonkers about this hospital smell thing <laughs> now she says something crazy which I had to be like okay Jen you got to calm down because she's like, oh, it's like going up to a kid who has cancer and being like, you smell like cancer. And I was like, that's not even a little bit the same thing. No, Jen. No, no. And like Jen obviously just doesn't like Mary for another reason. And she is just bringing it up for no reason. And even Heather is like, ah, this is absurd. Yeah. Like this needs to be put to bed. Yeah. But Heather was a good friend there because Jen was talking about, you know, her in her dress. And Heather was like, it's a loofah. Like a loop. Yeah, she called. She was trying to be yeah. a good friend by putting down Mary. <laughs> and Heather does such a good job of like when Mary walks into the the bathroom, yeah, and sees them talking. Heather's like, "Oh, do you want to talk to her about it? She's right here." <laughs> like she does such a good like it's like such a good friend thing to do to be like, "I know you're about to get caught talking shit about the person that is just about to walk into this room, but I'm going to help you out. I'm going to yeah. throw you a yeah, softball, no, that's what, and you're going to hit a home run." Is where I thought he's such a good friend, and I I fell yeah. in love with Heather. I was like, she's such a nice. She just comes off at least in the episode two that I watched and you watched three so I don't know don't tell me if she turns out to be mm-hmm. terrible but to me in the episode two she came off to be such a nice person I, I feel like she's fun she's funky and she knows how to be a good friend and I just really fell in love with her she reminds me and I don't know if it's just like the name but she really does remind me a little bit of Holla Heather Thompson a little bit yes you're right she does a little she's bit. got that like sobering energy yeah she does she's like oh you're crazy but she'll pop off yes you're crazy but i'm gonna calm you down and i'm good she's she's the calming influence throughout you know meredith is calm but she's calm like she's medicated calm (laughs) (laughs) she saw she seems medicated at all times heather comes off as the sensible one that's going to keep this franchise together yes for sure so mary comes in and mary starts to explain about her issues with hospital and she says and i wrote it down she says i've never been to a hospital and then she says just to have my son i went to the hospital and then i went to the hospital to get my odor glands removed and i had 12 surgeries and i was there for 30 days wait this really so you had never been to a hospital you've never been to a hospital but then you said you have been to a hospital because you went when you had your son and then you said you lived at a hospital for 30 (laughs) days like jen's not falling for it and i'm not either yeah 
But Jen is like, fine, I'm just going to be Zen Jen. At that moment when she talked about that, I realized like that Jen Shaw is made for like a real housewives of New Jersey, actually. She's like too much for Salt Lake City. I mean, I love her on it. But like if Jen Shaw wanted to like move to New Jersey, like if Coach Sharif wanted to become a coach at like Rutgers, okay, yeah. Jen Shaw would be an amazing New Jersey housewife. You think? Because of- She's been taking notes. Yeah. Like this woman has been watching Atlanta. She would She's be good in Jersey. Atlanta too. That's what I thought. Oh, I yeah. thought she would fit in very well in Atlanta. Yes. So yeah, they, they resolve it for a little bit. Did you see how Mary walked into that restroom or wherever they were? She was wearing the loofah poofy dress, but then she was wearing mm-hmm. this bag and she was carrying- It was the weirdest bag. It was like- braided bag that she it had nothing to do with her outfit she was so mm-hmm. I feel like she's trying so hard to be like the other women but she's not quite there yet she doesn't have a sense of style and mm-hmm. she's putting all this together to try and be there but she's struggling and I feel like she would have been better off in an MTV reality show rather than here I get mm. the sense that she's not a real housewife material. She should have been somewhere else in a lower mm. tier reality show. First of all, that's rude because MTV is the that's true. is the that granddaddy. Is tier, but it's a it's the step granddaddy yes. of <laughs> of reality TV. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you're right. Maybe Mary would end up better. Well, Mary with that. would end up there. She would be yeah. better up there. Yeah, but no, yeah, no. Her fashions are fucking nuts, yeah. and she's always holding way too many bags. That's the thing I noticed about her is that she's wearing a lot of bags. She's she all the carries time. like her hands are always carrying stuff. It reminds me of like grandmas, like older women. Yeah, you know, like. Older ladies always are carrying things. Whether because they need a place to put their tissues and napkins. Yeah, tissue. Yeah, napkins. Always napkins. There's always a bag with napkins. And you know, a mouth freshener, and you know. Yeah, um, yeah. She's got mints mint and like. Some, yeah, she's got some a Werther's like equal packets. Equal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and that's what's like in all the bags that like yeah. that Mary keeps carrying around. So we have this fight between Lisa and Whitney. So it turns out that at Whitney's vow renewal, Lisa had gifted Whitney a bunch of her company's tequila, Vita Tequila, and she had given Whitney a bunch of bartenders Mm -hmm. to bartend the wedding. So Lisa asks Whitney how it went, and Whitney tells her, yeah, it was good, but you know, I just want to tell you, like, those bartenders really got out of control. And actually, Whitney is being super polite about it. She's being really sweet about it. And Lisa is being a complete fucking monster. I was like, I really liked you the last episode. You were buying all this like fast food for breakfast. And I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah, no, And now I look was, at you. For, at first, I thought Whitney was being pretty sweet about it and giving her hints. I think she expected Lisa to ask her, what, is everything okay? Was everything yeah. okay? Fine. And Lisa doesn't respond. So she goes on and on and on about, you know, glass was broken. My, you know, they made a mess, blah, blah, blah. My, my top shelf whiskey, <laughs> they drank that. When she went on and on about it, that I felt like, okay, now you are just making a bigger deal about it. Just to make Lisa uncomfortable. No, but I think that's because Lisa wasn't picking up. Like, if you say, oh, my, you know, the bartenders are drinking and the person who asked you how everything went just laughs about it, then I think it is right to be like, no, you just asked me how it went. I'm telling you that that wasn't okay. And then the fact that Lisa then storms off and she's like, I'm not going to let trash talk about my business. I was like, that's fucked up. 
I can already tell Lisa is, she talks like a New Yorker. She's an East Coast girl. Here's the thing that I was thinking about it because afterwards she was talking about her liquor license. And I was thinking whether talking about bartenders drinking during the serving and all of that was going to affect her liquor license in Utah. It wouldn't. Because it was, Why would it? Utah would have... Would they have like you can serve, but you cannot drink or you can your employees can do X, Y, Z. And that's why you can have a liquor license in Utah because it's Utah. I was thinking of is there anything else associated with her business that Whitney was talking about that she shouldn't have talked about because that would have caused her to lose her license. But I don't know. I mean, so I thought that way. She, was, she was hinting at something else. And Whitney, that's why Lisa walked away because she was like, I don't want to hear anymore because anything else you say might jeopardize my business but she didn't say that at the time instead she was like i'm not gonna let trash talk about my business yeah. which is like that has nothing to do with a liquor license that has everything to do with calling whitney trash yeah. and that's not cool yeah, yeah and then she yeah. also says like oh how could they run out of tequila i sent tequila for like 500 people uh, they ran out of tequila because she just said your bartenders were drinking it. Yeah. How do you not understand that? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm going to still give Lisa benefit of doubt, but let's see where this goes. So we cut to Lisa's house. But before we cut to Lisa's house, they're having like cleanup, like these interstitial scenes. And I really love the fact that like they keep showing um, Jen Shaw cleaning. And I, I appreciate a woman who's not afraid to get behind a Swiffer because <laughs> they're always showing her cleaning. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go to Lisa's house and she's talking to her husband about the whole situation with Whitney. And I just, the, my notes here just say, I hate Lisa because I really don't like her. Like, even Me too. I don't like her. And you know what? I can tell that the editors don't like her because she got that extended rant edit, you know? Yes, the one the like, on and yeah, on, droning yeah, on and on edit. And just stares back at her. <laughs> And then yet? she also got like she also got like those like plucky strings, mm -hmm. you know, when like they want somebody to come off like a clown. Yeah, like they play that like boop boop yeah, boop, yep, boop, yep, boop yep. music while they. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think that it's just that I hate Lisa. I think a lot of people on this show and don't these like are the Lisa. New York editors too, and they don't like the New York go. Yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Heather and Whitney go to prepare for a ski trip they go ski shopping i don't know yeah. <laughs> and they're recapping the party and heather says that she didn't really have a fun time because lisa was so dismissive and i remember that again how yeah. lisa was like kind of a bitch yeah. to heather yeah. and i really felt that because like heather just is so relatable to me like the things that she talks about that like bother her yeah like i felt like that was just really relatable whitney tells her tells heather that like lisa and her had a conversation on the phone and lisa threatened to bring up these rumors that whitney is a swinger whitney and her husband wait, are swingers. wait and then in the interstitial she talks about there being like big swinger communities in utah mm -hmm. did she that i've heard of that, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm but like, I've heard wait, of that before. Poly polygamists and swingers? Well, I guess it just depends, right? On like what the rules of the polygamy, like what polygamy rules are. Because like I can imagine that if you are you come from a community that allows polygamy, but you yourself aren't that religious that you would still want to dabble in the idea of being able to have multiple partners. Yeah, but that would be just the men, right? So it's, the polygamy thing is only Yeah, the but men, if they're not but devout. The or, but you never know. Yeah. No, that's what I, I mean. I just think like, oh. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was because I've actually heard of that quite a bit. Yeah. And I know of like people who actually will go to Utah to seek out um, some hmm. swinger action. Oh, wow. Good for them. <laughs> hey, as long as you're consenting, you could do whoever you want. Just wear a mask. Yeah, wear a mask and protect yourself in whatever other way you'd like to be protected. Yeah. But, you know, Whitney at this point tells tells us, tells Heather about her dealing with a lot of shit because she knows that the community judges her. And so at this point, I thought, OK. And like even, you know, Heather talks about it, too, about she feels judged by mm-hmm. Lisa. At this point, I thought, OK, maybe these girls are like being sensitive about how Lisa is viewing them yeah. because they themselves feel insecure about their standing in the community. So Lisa converted to LDS and she married an LDS person, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Whitney and um, Heather were born in that community. Yeah, they were born into it. Yep. And then the rest of them are not. Well, no, um, Jen Shaw was raised LDS and she converted to yeah, Islam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought at that point, like, maybe this is just them having a private experience. But then I changed my mind later because I feel like Lisa, I mean, we'll get to it, but I feel like Lisa has like almost, almost like early seasons, Ramona level deflection and insanity. Almost. Oh, yes. She's getting there. Yeah, she's getting there. Whitney, we see Whitney's dad. We learn that he has a substance abuse issue. He had been, you know, self-medicating and became addicted to prescription. But more importantly, he had a hair salon. (laughs) And that was shocking. Rocked my soul. Right? Yeah. It was a shocking mop of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. He was like, wait, what? He, He actually... Had a hair school and a hair salon. Okay, so I think that that's a wig. That is definitely a wig, but why? Maybe he lost his hair because of, like, substance abuse. Probably. It's possible. um, Either way, let me tell you. Between all these scenes. That was touching, though. Yes. That whole scene was so touching. So touching. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Whitney. Did you feel like she almost seemed like a different person in those scenes? Like she didn't talk in that baby voice when she was talking to him. Yes. She was talking in a much more, I am taking care of you. I'm older than you. Kind of, you know, like Mm -hmm. a more Mm -hmm. mature person in that scene with her kid and her father. But when she's talking in interstitials and when she's talking to these women, she goes into this baby voice. Yeah. I think she's got like a... A real voice and like a little bit of like that. Like yeah, I, I used to be married. Yeah, like she does that thing. I think that yeah. she'll probably learn to like stop doing it because that's probably the most annoying thing about her. But like, yeah, I, I wrote, I really love Whitney, and I'm afraid of this. Like, I'm afraid yeah. of how much I really love her because just as the show goes on, I like, like she's love her, but I do like her. I now. really like her. Meredith Mm. and her husband, Seth, go to dinner and we find out that like they're actually separated. And it was such an odd way of him asking how how have you told that we have separated? Like, Mm, I think what he was saying there is when he says, do all your friends know, I think that means are we talking about this on camera? So he he brought it up. Yeah, it didn't matter. And she she tried to say, let's not talk about it. But then she talked about it. So, yeah, yeah, they went out. Like it was like a Michael Darby Ashley thing where they went out just to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So they could get it out of the way. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They're already divorced. No. So they said they were, he filed for divorce, but then he took it back. He was clearly still in love with her, but she had moved on. So in love with her. Okay. I'm glad that you he saw was that like, also. I'm not seeing anyone. I'm hoping she's not. And they 
cut to her and she's like has this look of bored expression on her face i wrote down seth wants to talk about feelings and meredith does not and she seems miserable yeah i feel like meredith reminds me of like a young patricia ultra yeah right she's got the mouth of a, a drew barrymore though yeah the twisted mouth of yeah. a drew barrymore she's like a drew barrymore Patricia Altshus. Yes. Like, and even the Cross. way she talks so slowly. Right. It, like, reminds me of Miss pa- Miss Patricia. Yeah. A little bit in that way. Yeah. So, ladies go on a ski trip. Yeah. The, my notes here say Mary's been in two scenes so far with too many bags. <laughs> Why did she? She comes to the ski trip with, like, five bags, and she's got, like, what looks like an old-timey camera around her neck. Like, I was not sure why she had so much stuff. I was yeah, like... Yeah, and she waited for FedEx to deliver her Chanel. Yes. It was a lot. She's, such, she's trying so hard. She's trying Hard. It's really sad. It's like it's really. Yeah, it's it makes me sad. It it actually makes me sad to watch her because she's not on the same level, and they're humoring her, and she's going to get skewered, yes. and rightly so. But she shouldn't be on the show, and it just makes me feel so sad that you know when somebody just shows up to a meeting where they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And now you feel awkward for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Lisa says this thing, which I thought was so weird. Lisa's like, she's like, if somebody wants to look good because of me, I'd love to take credit for that. Or some, she says something like that. But I was like, why would Lisa take credit for Mary wanting to look good? What the fuck does that right. mean? It didn't make any sense to me at all. It was so stupid. I was like, Lisa, and I shut think up. It was, I think what she was trying to say was that she was also dressed to the nines with the big jacket that yeah. she was wearing, the big fur. And so she was agreeing with Mary that they were going to dress up and if people want to ski because they saw her on Instagram and they want to be like her and go ski, then it, she was happy for it. But it didn't even make sense. No, it, did, it made no sense. It was such a reach. I was like, shut up, Lisa. And then yeah. some people do the real skiing and snowboarding and some people do the bunny hill. Do you ski, Noor? No, I've I've never been skiing. Okay, but also... Mm-hmm. I'm not a skiing gal. I'm a cute outfit and hot cocoa in the ski lodge gal. Like I want to people watch. I want to drink. I want to eat a snack. I want a cheese board. I want to look cozy and cute. I'm not interested in exerting myself because anybody I know. I tried. I tried skiing once when I was in New Jersey and I went up into the mountains there. And, you know, I was just a fresh immigrant. (laughs) So I obviously did not have the right outfits, mm. ski outfits, and it was the worst experience ever. Mm. I, I just remember seeing a lot of white and a lot of blue because I was either on my face in the snow <laughs> or on my back staring <laughs> at the sky. I was bruised. I had cuts on my wrist oh my from God. the ice on my gloves and... It was so scary. And there were like these two-year-olds skiing right next to me and then zooming past me on the bunny hill. What a bunch of dicks. There I am and I didn't know how to stop. (laughs) And I literally crashed into another desi, just crashed right into him. I didn't even know that the ski lifts don't stop and you have to jump off. Oh my gosh. Oh my, nobody told me. I know. How are you supposed to know? Didn't even tell me. I'm the first time I'm coming. I look brown. I'm not well dressed. You know, I'm not, I don't belong here. You need to tell me these things. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, it's turning. Oh my God, it's going. And I just jumped out and fell on my face in the snow because otherwise I would have just gone down the ski lift. Oh my gosh. So the worst experience ever. Yeah. And also I feel like everybody I know who, even when they do go skiing and they enjoy skiing, like, 
not like I'm not talking about Heather and Whitney who have like grown up on the slopes, but I'm talking about like people who are like casual skiers that like will go and try it out. They're always like, oh, my body's aching because I went skiing. I'm like, why the fuck did you go then? You shouldn't have gone. Right. You should have sat in the ski lodge. There's a lot of shaming of people who don't know to ski. It's a, There's a lot of shaming of people on those slopes. Even when you go on the bunny slopes, the kids are look at you like, and they are shaming you. What a bunch of assholes. Like, You're an adult. Why, what are you, why are you here? I'm only here because my mom won't let me go on the other yeah, slope. Yeah, entitled little fucks. Get the fuck out of here. I hate it. Yeah. Also, I just feel like skiing reminds me a little bit of like golf like i feel like those are both like hobbies for the privileged like you have to be wealthy yeah, to i have that feeling too it's like you it's like sailing yes we're not <laughs> doing that okay no no this is an anti-ski podcast officially i feel like most brown immigrants won't ski no you don't see a brown immigrant skier do you ever I mean, like, it's not that we don't have snow. We just don't ski. No, we just we're not interested. Yeah. We grew up with seeing couple on snow. The woman is wearing like a sari, completely inappropriately dressed. Midriff showing. And the guy's looking super cozy and cuddly. And guess what? They're rolling in the snow. OK, so that's what we saw growing up. Yes. We don't see skiing. We see tomfoolery on the snow. And we don't want to do any of that. So. We have some beautiful songs. Yes. On ski slopes. In the Bollywood movies. But that's it. But that's it. No, you don't ski. You sit in a ski lodge and you drink chai. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I want to be cozy. I want a cozy moment. I don't want any of this bullshit where I have to exert myself. Whitney is telling Meredith about the situation with Lisa. And I have to say, even the way Whitney is like talking to Meredith about it, Whitney seems like someone who has done a lot of self-reflection. Even the way she talks about it, she's not like a typical housewife who she's not like a Jen Shaw who just wants to slam him. You know, she no. She's still being very nice about it. She's like, oh, well, yeah. you know, I know Lisa wants to be like my big sister. And, and she keeps calling it a misunderstanding. Yes, she calls it a misunderstanding. Just... She calls it a miscommunication. She doesn't say yeah. Lisa's out to get me. And she doesn't say it's just Lisa. She says whenever we talk to each other, one of us always ends up offended yeah. because there's a misunderstanding. And, and the scene of Lisa saying that Whitney needs a different hairstyle because it's too Utah. That was fucked up. That was so fucked up. I'm like, Lisa, have you looked at yourself she's actually beautiful (sighs) (laughs) oh my god i know i know but it's so condescending get out of here new york like go back and yeah. also like Lisa hasn't lived in New York in a long time. Yeah. She keeps she talking about chewed up by the New Yorkers. Absolutely. And she's chewed like, oh, I'm such a up. New Yorker. Like she moved to Utah for college. So she's yeah. been there since she was 18. And this woman's what, 40? You spent most of yeah. your life in Salt Lake City. So get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. Also on a note of Lisa. So you know how Lisa talks about like she's a Sundance queen and you have to yeah. kiss the Lisa Barlow ring. So Katie Maloney Schwartz. Yeah. Emerged from the yeah, abyss. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, she emerged from the abyss and said, I grew up in Park City and she has never heard of Lisa Barlow. She said, there are people who you definitely need to know and names you can drop to get into Sundance, but Lisa Barlow is not a name I've ever heard. And I found it really mm-hmm. interesting because like, I do think that it's so funny when people get really up in arms about like, who is this housewife and who is she talking about? I've never heard of her before. It's like, yeah, if there was actually a successful person in a community or in some sort of place or industry that didn't need this boost from Bravo, they would not be a housewife. Like it usually is the people who nobody really knows that ends up being like, oh, I belong to this prestigious community. It's like nobody really knows you. So like- But on the the flip side, what- 
parties do you think Katie was going to when she lived there? That's also probably true. not a Lisa Marvel level party. That's true. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Katie, not but also sure. no. Yeah. <laughs> so the ladies go to dinner and Whitney mentions how she and her dad are going to go to Mary's church because maybe he'll find some love there that he didn't get in the Mormon community because the Mormon community views addiction like it's a result of your choices, whereas Mm -hmm. it's actually a disease. And I really love that Whitney said, you know, I even used to think that until my dad. I just felt like she's very open about like, yeah, I used to believe these things. And then I evolved my beliefs because that's not how the world works. But she's talking about it. And Lisa gets a little defensive. She's like, well, I don't think that what you're saying is the actual religion. I think it's just the Mormon community is like that. And so Whitney says, well, I feel judged a lot. I've even felt judged by you, Lisa. That's an interesting point, right? We also have our religion and then we have our culture. Absolutely. Religion it doesn't say half of the shit that our culture says. Mm-hmm. Even Hindu religion is everybody looks at it differently. Every Hindu family looks at it differently. And then if you look at the core beliefs and everything, it is nowhere near what people and culture culturally believe and what they think is right and what's wrong. So people judge, yes. Does religion judge? Probably not. But it's across the board, regardless of the religion, I think it's it's people who interpret religion, who judge, because people by nature want to feel superior because they have now belonged to a club and you don't belong to that club and you need to be excluded. It's just horrible, terrible human nature. But no, so that part of it, I did agree with Lisa on that. It's like, it's not the religion, it's the culture and it's the interpretation. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if that's necessarily true for LDS, but I'm saying that in in other religions, I could probably see that, right? I definitely agree with you. And I agree with Lisa that there's a difference between the culture and the religion itself. But I don't think Whitney was even saying like, oh, I want my dad to go to Mary's church because I want him to be a Pentecostal. I think she was just saying like, I just want him to go to a place where he'll find some love that he didn't get in the community. So she's not even making a statement about Mormon Yeah, but Lisa was trying to say that you need to go back to LDS. Yeah, which is like crazy because it's like, you can't tell somebody what they should be doing for their father. And yeah. I get that as a convert because kind of, and I, you know, I've experienced time with my friends who converted to Islam like much later in life. They are way more passionate and way more defensive about because it. They because they chose it. Because they chose it. And, and I think that and they don't want to admit that they, they, it could be wrong or it might yes. have flaws because they want to make sure that the choice was the best. Yes. And that's the thing with Lisa is I felt like she started to get defensive then when Whitney starts to tell her about what it was that she felt threatened by, Lisa gets even more defensive and she's like not listening at all. And what I realized about Lisa is that continuously, it's like between this fight, the fight at Jen's party, the fight that she now has then has with Heather, it seems like Lisa knows that all she really needs to do is admit and say, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened or I'm so sorry that you felt Mm -hmm. that way. But instead of doing that, she just keeps deflecting onto other stuff and it makes her look really crazy. Yeah. So then she says, I don't care enough about you to judge you, which is like such a fucked up thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't care what you guys think about me. I don't care. And it's like, so you don't care that you're being looked at like a bitch right now? Like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like yeah. Lisa's at that moment just being like so walls up and crazy that this is now when <laughs> Lisa gets mad at Heather for sending a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was so oh, ridiculous. But before we go to that thumbs up, I wanted to just say that the way that, you know, converts are more passionate about a religion than the people who are born in that religion. It's the same thing to, to uh, same thing with citizenship, by the way. We are more passionate. Yes, that's a great point. And we know a lot more about it than uh, people who may have been born there. So it's just because you do your homework before you do that. And you are choosing something. So you want to believe in it even more than other people do. Yes, that's a great point. Just bringing it full circle. Yeah, you really did. Really tied it together. (laughs) Um, So they have this fight, Whitney, or sorry, Heather and Lisa have a conversation. And Lisa gives Heather a thumbs up. And she goes, you know what you meant by that thumbs up. So we find out that after Lisa had told Jen that she didn't remember Heather, Lisa sent a text message to Heather to be like, hey, have you talked to Jen? Are you coming to the party? Heather's like, yep. And she goes, cool. Can't wait to see you there. And so Heather sends a thumbs up emoji. And it's like, yeah, what's happening to Lisa right now is that she knows that she fucked up a couple of times. She fucked right. up when she said that she didn't know who Heather was. So she tried to cover her ass by sending that text. And because right. she knows that she fucked up, she's reading so deeply into the messages that she's getting back. And correctly. correctly. She's reading deeply yes. and correctly. Yes. But if she hadn't fucked up, she would not have done that. And she wouldn't. this would not be a big deal. Yeah. Instead the of- very fact that you understood what the thumbs up meant in that context yeah. means that you fucked up first. Yes. And then you just need to apologize for it. Like, that's all she needed yeah. to do. Like, she, she knew she fucked up when she said that to Jen. And then she tried to make it up by reaching out to Heather. And when Heather sent that message, she got more offended by Heather's thumbs up than realizing that like I should just say sorry and like I'm the one that fucked up and even with like with Whitney it's like she got mad at Whitney because Whitney brought up the fact that the bartenders didn't do a good job and so she retaliated by being like oh well you wouldn't like it if people brought up rumors about you guys being swingers and it's like all you needed to say was I'm sorry that the bartenders are bad and I'll look into it and even Whitney at the party when she's talking about the bartender she's like I just wanted to tell you because I know that you run such a perfect ship and you have such a great company and you do everything so flawlessly that I wanted to let you know that this happened like she's not saying it to be like your your shit is falling apart she told her to be like somebody is gonna fuck up your name because you have these bad employees and i'm just giving you a heads up that it's happening you know and like lisa's just so busy trying to look perfect like whitney said that she's just like doing all kinds of crazy things and it's Mm -hmm. my favorite even though lisa is now the villain I, I like I love I it. like her in that position. I want her Great. to be the villain. I want her and Mary to be the villains because I, I can see how I would enjoy Lisa being the villain more than Mary because Mary just feels sad. I feel like she's coming from she's almost feeling insecure that she is she is being the good Mormon and she's doing all of this and she feels like she still is not on par with Heather and Whitney who have now been excommunicated. Yes. So she's kind of trying to do too much. Yes, of it. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it though. So, but the fact that they had a fight over one emoji. Iconic. Really? Iconic. This is the equivalent of a table flip. That it you is. had a fight over an emoji. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> so next episode, I will say, okay, the only thing I'm going to tell you is... I don't hate Mary. No. It's really confusing. 
It's really confusing. No. Arthi. Is I'm, it because you find her funny? No. Which is okay. No. I mean, I'm laughing at her a lot. Yeah. But Mary is weirdly likable. Like, I'm in a <gasps> roller coaster of my feelings right now because. See. Oh, I know. I feel like I'm going to feel very sad about Mary in the end because she'll have some good qualities, but she's very confused and she shouldn't be in this show and she's here and she's going to get laughed at mm-hmm. and it's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Or, or not. I mean, Mary. things are changing, fluctuating at light speed. I cannot keep up. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's great. So that's it for this week from us. But also, Arthi, you wanted to talk about another show that's we're going to start covering besides Potomac and Salt Lake City. Yeah, this is a show that's on Netflix. I first approached it with a lot of anxiety. But then I saw the clip and it is going to be amazing. Yes. And this is, what is it called? The Fabulous Life of Bollywood Wives. Yes. Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives. Yep. And it didn't quite grab me until I saw whose wives they were. Mm -hmm. And there is so much material. Yeah. It is so funny. Yes. It looks amazing. So we're going to try to figure out how we're going to fit it in because our episodes are long with just Potomac and Salt Lake City. So we're going to have to figure out how to squeeze it in. We might do an extra episode a week. But as we've said before, we got day jobs. Okay. Yeah. This is for free. This is free content that we're putting out. So We're going to figure out how to squeeze it in somehow, but we'll do it. everybody should watch it. I feel it like premieres. the Bollywood episode might go a little longer, too. It might have to be its own episode. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, we'll have to figure this out, but it, it's too good to not talk about. Yes, and because, like, who else ha- is a podcast that covers Bravo and Bollywood? I mean, nobody else is going to have the first-hand information that we have. No, insider <laughs> information as people not who really, have been brainwashed. But, you know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So find us on Instagram and Twitter at the reality is pod. Stay safe, guys. Okay. Stay sane. Stay Stay sane. Stay Stay safe and stay sane. We'll get through this together. Yes. And wear a mask. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe sit this Thanksgiving out. It's fine. Just one. It's just one. You know, you're going to go around the earth so many more times. Yes. Well, take care, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.